What's up? I'm Brianna Ivy, and this is the Hear From a Student podcast. What's up, too? Hey, long time no see. No, long time no see. It's so good to see you. Uh, happy Sunday. <laughs> Almost back around to Monday. Um, so start by introducing yourself to the people. Let us know your name, what you studied in college, where you went, and where you're from. Okay. Um, my name is Malika Tu, commonly known as Two. So I was a math major named Two. I'm born and raised from Atlanta, Georgia, more specifically Southwest Atlanta, Georgia, the SWATs. Um, and my family is Sierra Leonean. Ooh, okay, okay. Uh so take me back to two in high school, right? I'm sure a lot of STEM majors were like, I love math, so I'm going to go into a field that uses a lot of math. But you decided a different route and you said, you know what, I'm just going to study math. So how did you come to that decision as opposed to like a different major? That was a decision that was not made in high school, actually. What I wanted to do was I wanted to be an architect because in my mind, there was math and art and I'm very artistic. And then I got to college and I found out that architecture is not as math heavy as I wanted it to be. So there's civil engineering that deals with the science and math. And then there's architecture that deals with the art of it. But the there was a gap in between. Um so for my first semester of school, I decided to go with the design aspect of it. And I was an industrial design major for a semester, hated it. <laughs> um, and then I was a computer science major and I figured I really loved the problem solving aspect of it. And then I started tutoring math because I was good at it and my friends needed help. Okay. Someone was like, you should be a math tutor. I mean, you should be a math major. And I was like, oh, I don't really believe you. <laughs> that year I had a mentor and she was actually the ninth black woman to graduate from tech with a math degree. Ooh. And that movie Hidden, was it Hidden yeah. Figures? Yeah. That movie came out and the lead was a mathematician. So I was like, you know what? The stars are aligning. I think wow. this is what is meant for me so that's what I did I did not know you went through that many majors you got the I, best of so many worlds literally yeah I went through all those majors and I did them very quick because you know in college when you switch the major way at the end that's when time starts doing stuff but within that semester I was like we need to figure out what's about to happen here because right. I'm not trying to be at this school too long <laughs> And they still got me for four and a half, but that's okay. In all honesty. What, just out of curiosity, why did you hate uh, industrial design so much? I think that I don't like learning art in class. Mm, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's something that I enjoy. And, you know, yeah. once you get Georgia Tech and grades to something you enjoy. Mm-hmm. I yeah. got you. Got you. Uh, how did you decide you wanted to go to Georgia Tech? You're from Atlanta, so it's probably like, oh, math, tech. Is that is that kind of how the thought process went? It was. I think that Georgia Tech's the only school in Georgia that offers architecture, actually. Funny story, though. I got into a lot of schools like around the country, and I walked into my dad's office one day, and he drew a circle on the table. He was like, do you know what this is? And I was like, no, what is it? He was like, that's 285. Your school is right in there. <laughs> I was like, well, I guess I'm going to tech. It was a good school, and it happened to be in the circle. Yeah, wow, that's good. <laughs> we love a good a good illustration by that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, so you get 
into tech once you 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 know you kind of photo your way and you decide on math what were some of your like what were some of the big topics in math and then what were some of the your favorite topics that you studied so everyone thinks math is just like calculus algebra a little bit math is kind of like a game you just learn the formulas and you'll be fine mm -hmm. and that's fine up until i would say maybe linear algebra after that math is strictly logic improving things and that's when the tables like completely flip and turn mm -hmm. i don't know how people are inventing new math but they are so half of my career was just learning okay learning calculus learning linear algebra just like doing the math kind of like the engineer's math and then the other half was learning like the basis of all math i think i wrote a paper and it was like three pages and it was about why two comes after one, like from the beginning of all numbers. Wow. Like you have to learn the basis of it all. And it's really, really interesting. My favorite thing was number theory and proving number theory. So there's like a whole bunch of theorems on how to like calculate different numbers and different patterns. It's really interesting to me. Wow. Yeah. My brain stopped that. I think the last math I had to do was calc multivariable calc i think that was the last one here we go here's math yes and it's a lot of it was like especially when at tech when you're just trying to like get through the class a lot of it was like memorizing the formula to apply it and then i feel like later once you actually you know have a thing where you have to apply you start trying to understand the underlying okay this is why this makes sense but in the class it's just like all right so i take this formula put it here we're good to go got so, it next yes why two comes after one that's good and your name is two that had to be a phenomenal paper <laughs> honestly <laughs> the end right at the end what was your least favorite subject or topic within math that's a good question because because math kicked my butt but i always enjoyed it yeah i think and i only disliked it because it kicked my butt <laughs> I, I'm sure you've done linear algebra. You've learned linear algebra. I had to prove linear algebra. And I already barely like linear algebra. So proving it made no sense. I would sit in office hours for like hours just over my head, over yeah. my head. Yeah, I think that was my least favorite. Yeah, linear algebra was probably my least favorite math class. And I also said, I didn't have to prove it. Thank God, bless your soul. Okay. Mm -hmm. I sat in his office hours so much. Just because even the basic stuff, like the very beginning, spans, all that. I was like, I don't, I don't understand, sir. I don't know what we're even talking about. <laughs> no clue. But by the end, he knew my name. It could have been because I was the only black girl in the class, but it also could have been that I was. In That's his always a reason why. <laughs> <laughs> That's always a reason why. <laughs> so um, what did projects look like for you as a math major? Because I think when people, you know, think STEM projects in general, they think go and build something or wire something up, but it probably worked a bit different for you. I wouldn't even say we had projects. We had papers. Okay. We had, we just had proofs. We had long, long proofs. Yeah, we had proofs. It wasn't really group-based. Okay. It was more so learning math is about learning the math. Yeah. Like, we don't even apply it as a math major. We just learn it, regurgitate it. It's very, it's very creative sitting okay. down and figuring out a solution. Because there are multiple ways to have a solution to something. I wish I could, I wish I could show you. Yeah. 
I wish you could too, but uh, we'll we'll save that for for a different time. Uh, <laughs> what what was like maybe your the thing you enjoyed proving the most? Like, oh my gosh, this I get it, I like it, and I proved it. It it was number theory for the most part. So like, there's when you start doing like math, when you start problem solving, I always think of it as like when you're doing math, you have like a toolbox full of tools and you have a problem and you just take those tools, the facts you know, and you apply them to a problem and you like, you work it out basically. So like for number theory and stuff, we all know what numbers are. Mm -hmm. So they give you like an equation and they'd be like, prove that two X plus four is always going to be an even number. And I'd go, okay, well two X, anything times two is going to be even and four is already even. So I can prove to you that 2x plus 4 is always going to equal an even number. Yeah. Stuff like that, like breaking stuff down that I really enjoy. Okay. Okay. What was the most challenging part about studying math? And you might have touched on this a little bit, but. I didn't. And I know what it was. Okay. So going to tech, especially going to a PWI and being black. Collaboration is everything for learning. Like. It's very hard to sit down and learn on your own. It's always a lot easier when you have a community mm-hmm. that you can talk through your answers with that can like support you. And I, I'm pretty sure there was only three black math majors. Yeah, there were only three black math majors my year. We all knew each other. And sometimes not, none of us knew what was going on. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> we get together and study, but it's not the same as being able to study like with a big group of class. Cause you know, like when you're black in that space, you have to prove yourself before people are really ready to work with you. Yeah. So that was always something that really bothered me later. My later years, once I had proved to people, I know what I was doing. Cause you see the same people over and over. Mm-hmm. Once I proved to people that I know what I was doing, they're more willing to like open up. Let me be part of study groups and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But at the beginning it was rough. Yeah. Agreed. It was it was worth because of that. But then also for me, I wasn't willing to like put myself out there anyway. Cause it's like no more attention, you know, I'm already going to get attention when I walk in the room. So it's just like, I'm just going to be quiet and I'm not really gonna, but then I feel like something happened with my grades and I was like, mm, this ain't right. And this one kid in the front, he knows everything. And I, I feel like it was in maybe my electromagnetics class, which is like the weed out class for uh double E that mm-hmm. I was like, I'm about to use these people that know what's going on. But the first couple of semesters, I was like, Nate, if I don't talk to them, they won't talk to me and then no one will look at me and then it'll be fine. <laughs> but that was not the most conducive to my my success in my grade. So I do get that. Um, I had a mentee at Tech my last semester who was a math major. And she was very concerned, I will say. Was it Alana? Ooh, that sounds, that sounds right. Don't, don't get me to lie about this name. I would have to check. <laughs> I have to check my phone. But I think if she was a black girl, and I, yeah. I remember her. Her name was Alana. She called me, and I talked to her, and I convinced her to do challenge. I convinced her to come. I remember. Okay. 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 Um. Yeah, I'm. I'm still gonna check my phone after this. But uh, we were talking, and she was talking about changing her major, and I think she was concerned about um, like the options after tech with being a math major. <laughs> And I want you to speak a little bit to that because you are a math major with the job after tech. I don't think it took that long, but were you ever concerned when you were in school about the options after you graduated? And then how did you kind of 
get past that and see that there were were options. Okay. So I was a math major and then, you know, tech forces us to code. So I'm a math major that also knows Python. I also know R. I know some Java, but I'm probably going to Google it when I get to it. <laughs> yeah. Um, math majors are very unique because people hire you for your brain when it comes to math processes, or you can go very technical. So when I started working, I wanted to work as a data scientist and my family has a small business. So I have a lot of small business background. Like I know a lot about working with people, business processes and stuff like that. So I went more so the business route and I worked in like business transformation. I use data to make businesses better, stuff like that. Um, Right now I'm working in supply chain, which is actually industrial engineering, but industrial engineering is just math set to different processes to work more efficiently. The basis of almost every STEM thing is math. So you will always have a job. You just might have to be a little creative. The application might not say, I want a mathematician. But when you walk in the room, if you know what you're doing and you know what you're talking about and you can apply your math to that process, you have a job every single time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mathematician. Every I love saying, what do you do? I'm a mathematician. Oh, the, yeah, that's that's I like that. It, it just sounds magical. It rolls off the tongue. Yes. I was a mathematician. Yes. And I feel like that confidence that you're talking about really can apply in a lot of different situations. Like even, even like when you're applying and things don't say what you do or even what you want to do. If you can, you know, talk that talk and just, you know, finesse it the way that you want it and be confident in your skills. Most of the nine times out of 10, you'll come out on the other side with whatever it is that you exactly. want. You have to first start with that confidence because if you don't believe it, other people won't believe it. But if you walk in there believing it, people going to be like, oh, snap. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that is really good. Um, did you have any misconceptions about what studying math would be like prior to starting your coursework? Or, yeah, starting your coursework. Yes, because nobody told me about the proofs. I actually talked to my mentor once I got the proofs class. And I was like, girl, what is this? <laughs> it was like, welcome to the weed out class. Like, <laughs> this is where it really begins. Like, all that calculus stuff, that was cute. But this is what's for real about to happen. Yeah. yeah. Oh, those weed out classes were such. Jesus. But we made it through and it's okay. Um, This is kind of along the same lines, but what do you wish someone would have told you about either studying STEM or studying math uh, prior to even going to college? What do I wish someone would have told me? Um, I wish someone would have emphasized the need to have a community studying together because you learn things better when you study together. When I say it out loud to someone, if I can teach it back to you, that means I really know it. So emphasizing the need for a community, because I know I started off college just trying to do it on my own and study Mm -hmm. by myself. Um, What else do I wish I would have known? I wish I would have honestly also did a better job at managing like my social life and tech. Like, you could take that 20-minute break to go down to the AUC, do a little something, something and then come back. Like, I wish I would have emphasized that in my life and made that more important. Because it was it was there to support my, like, social health, my mental health. And I think I neglected that a little bit to force myself to get done what I thought I needed to get done. Yes, I agree. I can't even lie and say I did that a little bit. I did that a lot. Freshman year, Brianna was such an insane person. I never did. I went to class 
I might eat. I'm going back to my dorm to do homework and I'm going to wake up tomorrow and start all over again. Mm -hmm. And it was, it was also crazy because I had friends at AUC. Like one of, one of my really good friends went to Spelman. One of my really good friends went to Morehouse and like around like sophomore, junior year, they would be like, Brie, we're coming to pick you up and we're going to go juicy crab or like something like that just to get to campus. And that's, that kind of stuff really was like, like just a deep breath to get away from the stress of tech. Getting into the real world. Cause that place was not the real world. Just wow. So that that's really good advice. Take take those 20 minutes to just be a human outside of text bubble. Go mm-hmm. eat. Go. I did not take advantage of the Atlanta life, the food, the stuff. We were in one of the greatest black cities for college. And we were in the dorm. In the dorm, sad, struggling. It's just crying like all that so that is really good advice uh what do you think studying math taught you about yourself Ooh, that's cool that school as a whole taught me about myself i think that i grew up with a lot of discipline i know how important discipline is but i didn't know how important discipline was until you have to like do it i think that when you're going through like a school system as a young person, you're set up with a lot of structure mm-hmm. and all that structure sometimes hides the fact that you think you have discipline, but you really don't. You're just in like a structured world yeah. that is pushing you to do the things that you need to do. So really making sure you have that discipline where you get into get out into the real world and you can do whatever you want to do. Yeah. That's so important. So like just studying in general, having that discipline to say, I need to get this done today yeah that's what math taught me yeah that's that's good i i feel like i had you know uh grade school was the structure but i feel like as a person i'm very disciplined but on the flip side of that tech taught me or i had to learn by going through tech that it's okay to just take a deep breath like everything doesn't have to be so you know because once you it's like yes get your work done but also breathe like be make friends figure out what you like what you don't like again go out into the city so yeah kind of the same thing but on the on the back side of it because it's not just books some of the relationships i made literally have shaped my life and given me the success i needed like they say it's not what you know it's who you know and it's it honestly is a mixture of both i know very smart people that kept their heads down that didn't make any like connections and they don't you they're not seeing the results they wanted because the connections were really important. Yes, they are really important. And especially I feel like when you look like us, I feel like they're even more important because mm-hmm. you don't have to be on be in the room for somebody to speak on you. And I think that's really important. Um okay. We're gonna pivot to some questions where you have to use your imagination a bit. Okay. Uh if you could pick one skill from any other major what would it be and why? And it doesn't have to be a STEM skill. It can be any skill. Okay. I'm going to pick the design aspect from that architecture um, design area because I just love art. And there's a there's a science to designing things. And it's really beautiful. They have their thing going on. I love it. I believe it. I do think there's a science to designing something well. Like even I was talking to, I think, Destiny, and she kind of mentioned the same thing, but we were talking about just, for example, like a poster, like the way I would design a poster versus the way that somebody who studied design would design a poster is very different. I'm just going to put everything in big font. Look at this. 
Pay attention, put it on the wall. They know where to make big. They know what color to use. Yes. They know what shape the paper should be. They know how thick the paper should be. Like, exactly. To it. Yeah, so that is that is really good. Uh, what do you think is unique about your perspective as a mathematician? When you're working with like other people, maybe like uh, electrical engineers or biomedical or anybody who's not a mathematician. Ooh. I actually work with a lot of business people. So I know the difference between our, our thought processes. Theirs might be a little bit more social. Theirs might be a little bit more, what's the word? It's not as, I can't, there's no other word. There's not, it's not as like mathematical and like process-based as my perspective is. Like, I'll be like, well, we just need to figure out how to get things into a one, two, three and be able to repeat one, two, three and have like a long sustainable process. And they might think of a great solution, a creative solution that'll work for now. Yeah. Yeah. Sustainability, isn't that what they call it? Yeah. So let's say you work for a dictionary company, Webster's or somebody else who makes dictionaries. And they come to you and they say two, we want you to write the definition of what a mathematician is based on your experience. What do you write? Oh, it'd be easy. I write problem solver. Point blank period. Point blank period. That's problem good. Solver. Problem solving. Gotcha. That's all it is. Everyone, every STEM person to a certain degree is a mathematician. We all use it. We're all problem solvers. You're right. I feel like that. You're right. You said that earlier. It's kind of like the base of everything else. So problem mm-hmm. solving. That's good. I think you get a nice check for that. Uh, <laughs> Two words, big check. Yes. All right. Let's say that you, the mathematician, you can replace any fictional character in their universe that you want to replace. It doesn't have to be STEM related. You can just take all of your knowledge as a mathematician into this universe. Who would you replace? <laughs> You're going to hate me. I. <laughs> <laughs> would be Beyonce (laughs) (laughs) and I'd apply data-driven math models to um, (laughs) the marketing maybe, or maybe the music. There's math and music. I'd be Beyonce. That's who I'd be. (laughs) That is the best answer I've ever heard for this. Wow. Okay. Now I have to ask you a follow-up. You can re-record one Beyonce song. Like you get to say, you know what? I'm gonna put my own twist on this song, and you get to go perform it. What song is it? <laughs> you gotta think I'm a nerd. It'd be one plus one, and I'd make it more mathy. You know, <laughs> that is the best. I pay good money to see that. <laughs> oh, uh, yes. Oh my gosh, that's good. <laughs> In ten seconds or less. Why should somebody be a mathematician? You should be a mathematician because, I mean, I'm not going to convince you to, you know, it's not for everybody, but if you love problem solving, you can go to any field you really want to work in. And like, I just, it, it makes me feel fulfilled when I figure something out personally. So fulfillment in solving problems and you can go anywhere you want. It's going to be hard though. <laughs> you know, Everything, what they say, everything hard is worth having. Anything hard is worth having. Mm -hmm. Uh, So tell us about your current role, where you work now, and what your day-to-day looks like. 
So I work for Microsoft. Um, we all know what Microsoft does. They make software. They um, hold a lot of cloud space. I don't, I barely know what cloud space is. <laughs> no, honestly, I just, there's a lot of storage somewhere in a room and we own it. Um, and then we also make devices. So I work in supply chain devices. Um, that's the process of creating a device and getting it to whoever it needs to go to. Um, I previously worked in um, our portfolio management for our business where like if there's a business decision that needs to be made or something that needs to happen, like I was over all the projects. I was kind of over all the project managers and I kind of used data from how they solved their problems and did and completed projects in the past. Mm -hmm. And I used that data to show them, okay, how they could be more efficient in um, managing their projects and stuff like that. That was my previous role. Didn't really love it. I'm in a new role now where basically I use math models to figure out how much of a product we need to produce to, um, what's the word? It's not maximize. Optimize? Yes, to optimize um, our profits. Okay. Um, when we sell out these devices. Okay. Okay. So does your day-to-day -day look like sitting at a computer for most of the day or do you like get up and walk around? I don't know what Microsoft looks like, <laughs> but do you like get up and walk around? <laughs> the headquarters is beautiful, but I have like a set structure. I They call me a, um, a supply planner. Okay. So on Mondays, I'd go to my computer. I'd check with um, China to see that everything went through for the last week. They'd communicate to me, okay, these are the factories. This is what we'll be able to support you in creating this week. I tell them how much I want to create. And then I'd go, I'd look at my math models during the week and I'd go, okay, based on how we're doing, what should we be selling? What should we be selling less of? What should we be selling more of? If I move this up, how do I move this down? You know, we have parts in different things. So- mm -hmm. We have to look at the dependability on how these products interact. If I say, I don't want to make this anymore now. I don't have this part, but this is selling high. Like, yeah. look stuff around like that. By Thursday, communicate to my higher ups what we want to do. And then by Friday, send those plans off to China so that they can create those things. Yeah. Wow. It's so much that goes into making a device that as a consumer, you don't even think about. Like, I got a, I got a Google Home right here. I know it's not Microsoft, but like, I can't even imagine the type of work that not only goes into it like technically all oh, the circuits or whatever but also just like supply chain stuff it's it's a lot that goes into it and i don't think you realize it until you work for a company that does something like that so mm -hmm. every time i walk by an xbox i'm like yeah you made it <laughs> you <laughs> made sure you got there yeah yeah do you do you play xbox or you play um what's the other one playstation yeah I, I play Xbox, but okay. I haven't bought one since I moved here. So okay. I'm going to, but I'm going to get one. I'm just, you know, they little I'll get it to you. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> um, is there a skill that you, you might not have learned at Tech, but you honed at Tech that you recall often for your job? Um, I feel like when you go to college, they drill you with a whole bunch of information, like general information that you may use. And then you get to work and you learn the, you, you learn the job. Yeah. You learn the job at work. You, you pick and choose stuff from college that you learn. And it's great to have all that knowledge so you can go into the field and do whatever you want to do. Mm -hmm. But you'll take like five things you learn from school and you'll get it real down when you're right. at work. Yeah. So I'll do my R. I don't really use Python like that anymore. Um, 
learning new programs like Power BI, where you like visualize data, mm -hmm. um, stuff like that. They love PowerPoint. They made it. Hey. <laughs> hey. Surprised. Yes. Uh, I always say that I think the biggest thing that I got from tech as it, as it relates to like a job is learning how to learn and learning how I learn. So I might not be using analog circuit analysis every day, but I did learn how to take a complex concept and like break it down in a way that works for me. So it might not be specifically analog circuit design, but I know how to like, you know, break it down into the basic parts and say, okay, this is what I need. This is what I don't need. You know, and so. do it fast. And do it At fast. Work, I work sometimes. I'll be like, okay, I'm done with that. I'll be like, how? I'm like, yeah. don't worry about it. I'm done. What's next? Exactly. It. Yeah. That's some of the yeah. And stress. Things don't stress me out because <laughs> I've been through more stressful things. Yes. I'd be like, well, this didn't work. I guess, well, so many things fail in the real world. <laughs> and I'd be like, all right, well, guess I need to come up with a different idea. It's exactly. fine. Fail fast, move on. Move on. Um, all right. Now we're going to get into this last chunk of questions, which I like to call the lightning round pop quiz. Okay. I'm going to give you this or that statements and you just respond with whatever resonates most in your spirit. Okay. Let them use you. <laughs> all right. Would you rather have a project or a homework assignment? I mean, you don't have a project. Would you rather have papers or just like a homework assignment? Oh, homework assignment every single time. My math brain is strong. I can barely write. <laughs> Would you rather have a final, I have project, a final paper or a final exam? Ooh, final paper. <laughs> uh, would you rather have a group project or a solo project? Uh, let's go a group project. Okay. Would you rather have a study group or study solo? Study group. Yes. Would you rather have a meal plan or cook your own food? I can afford both. <laughs> let's say you can afford both. And the meal plan tastes good. I mean, if we're going on tech, you you know. I'm going to cook for myself. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, Unless it's Wing Wednesday or like sometimes they have catfish on Fridays and the chef would save me some because we were cool. Yeah. I didn't see catfish after I was a summer freshman. And during the summer, I saw this is not lightning around anymore. But during the summer, I saw fried chicken, fried fish. Like, and then in the fall, I was like, question mark, hello. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, would you rather ask a professor for help or a TA? It depends, but the TA. Okay. <laughs> would you rather have an internship or co-op? Internship, because I'm not trying to be there too long. All right. Fall semester or spring semester? Okay. Roommates or no roommates? No roommates. <laughs> roommates. <laughs> no more roommates. Y'all can live across the hall, maybe. No roommates. All right. Last question. Would you rather have 8 a.m.s all week, Monday through Thursday, or 5 to 8 labs on Friday? <laughs> I'll take five day labs. I'm not going to lie. I'm not making it to that 8 a.m. class. I'm not going. It's not happening. Sorry. Got it. Got it. All right. Cool beans. Yeah. 8 a.m.s were tough. I never had one. You got through tech without an 8 a.m.? A true queen. Boy, did it like the plague. Wow. That is good. Wow. Sometimes I would just 
sometimes I would take the L because the professor was better. Mm -hmm. and, but, you know, it was still a struggle. I was not going to get there. Because <laughs> it would not have mattered because I would not know him. <laughs> oh, man. All right, too. I will give you the floor for this last couple of seconds. Is there any parting advice that you would give to a student that wants to study math? or STEM in general, or in our case, any parting advice that you would give to that black young lady that might be the only uh, black woman in her class? Ooh. How would you take it? Um, I would say, ooh, keep going. Just keep going. You can do it. Look for support. Your support might not even look like you, so be open to it. Be safe. But be open to <laughs> finding that support that may not look like you. Keep yourself motivated. Play some Beyonce. You can do it. You can do it. Theme of my life lately, I'm that girl. And you I'm, are that girl, okay? I'm that girl. Period. Like, period. I am that girl. Yes, yes. And I think it's really important that you said the support may not look like you because I think sometimes you might go into it thinking that you should. And you, you should, if you can, find somebody that looks like you. But depending on the space, that might be hard. So being open to them not looking like you, but they still want to support you. Because uh, there's supporters out there. Be safe, but there's supporters out there. Be safe, supporters out there. Yes. Thank you so much, too. I really, really appreciate you and you taking the time. And uh, have a great rest of your day. You too. Bye. Bye.